put a stop to those patterns and that domino effect that can so easily happen. While this is obviously just a parenting example, an analogy, I think it parallels so much with feeding our kids. Because as I look through question after question that comes in, and as I work with family after family and talk with mom after mom about the problems that you are facing in feeding your family, so often what I see happening is one thing leading to the next. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Some of you may have seen the pictures that I shared about my middle daughter. She's seven. She recently got glasses, but as we as a family have adjusted to her having glasses, she of course is getting to go through the transition that happens being the only kid in her class who has glasses. And it was something we had talked about in advance, especially as we had ordered her glasses and we're waiting on them. And we had prayed through just some of the fears and the worries and the you know insecurities that she had, even as a sweet little seven-year-old. And you know, as she has now been at school at the time of this recording for a little over a week with these glasses, she came home a little bit surprised because I think the first few days as expected were a little bit difficult and, you know, a little just more challenging to kind of navigate in that seven-year-old social scene. But then this week, a friend or a classmate, I should say, who had been gone last week on vacation was back this week and kind of reignited some of the challenges that my daughter had already felt like she had already overcome. And so the reason I share this example is because a teachable moment that we had with her that I just saw a lot of parallels with in parenting is she said, it seems like as soon as she said something, you know, negative about my daughter with her glasses, everyone else just seemed to follow. And she was stating exactly what a domino effect is of how, because this one child said something, then everyone else fell suit and followed. And so in trying to explain to her how this happens. And so thankful that she had a sweet friend and classmate who sided with her and knew that what was being said was wrong. And we went out into the living room and got out the game or went into the game cupboard and I couldn't find where the dominoes were. So I got out the Jenga blocks. And so we set out 25 Jenga blocks. And then she took one away because she realized one kid was absent. So there's only 24 kids in her class that day. And we said, you know, we put little, we drew little imaginary glasses on one of the jingle blocks. And then on another jingle block, we said, okay, let's say this is the girl who's making fun of you. And she says something and we lined them up as you would dominoes and everyone else fell. And just as you would visually expect the dominoes falling minus my daughter, it was the little girl and the 22 dominoes after that all fell down. But I said, what if your friend who stood up for you and your friend who sided with you and your friend who didn't follow suit, who didn't just fall down with the ways of the world, what happens when she removes herself from that line? We set them up again and the dominoes fell, but it stopped in that gap. And it stopped in that gap where my daughter could visually see because her sweet little friend who had stepped out and courageously said, I'm not gonna go with that. I'm not gonna keep this 
you know, teasing going, she stepped out, the sequence stopped. And we talked about how sometimes we have the opportunity to be the first person to stand up and how it doesn't go anywhere because we stood up and only one domino falls. Sometimes we see that it's gone through a whole bunch of people and we're at the end, but we can still remove ourselves. And we did it a few different ways of what if it's strong enough to stand against it? And you know, when a domino barely nicks it, but doesn't knock it down. And other times where you can just completely step out of that line, step out of that way of thinking and put a stop to those patterns and that domino effect that can so easily happen. While this is obviously just a parenting example, an analogy, I think it parallels so much with feeding our kids. Because as I look through question after question that comes in, and as I work with family after family and talk with mom after mom about the problems that you are facing in feeding your family, so often what I see happening is one thing leading to the next and to the next and to the next and to the next. And a lot of times, even though it was just one little thing that started the domino train, or I don't know what the technical term is for it, but you know, all the blocks to fall, it gets really hard to sometimes stop it. And sometimes in the overwhelm and the exhaustion of life as moms, we just don't feel strong enough to stand against kind of that domino effect that's hitting against us day after day, meal after meal, snack after snack. And so everything just kind of keeps collapsing on itself and spiraling out of control where we don't know how to stop it. And so I just felt encouraged to share this example because it made me think how we as parents can just remove a block and can put a stop to that domino effect that's directing our family in a way we don't want to go. Because so often it starts as my kids are really picky and snack obsessed. Just as the little girl who made fun of my daughter's comment was not likely something that was going to scar her for life, what became more traumatic and more hurtful for my daughter was when the next kid made a comment and the next kid and the next kid and the next kid and it just kept going. And I know for us as parents, having a child who doesn't eat everything that's offered is challenging. And yet one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the work that I do is because I never expected that my kids as a pediatric dietitian and someone who's been passionate about raising healthy eaters for decades. I mean, even since I was a child and in my teenage years, I knew that this was something that I loved doing and was passionate about doing. And so it seemed so ironic that my first and then my second and then my third would not be adventurous eaters. However, I think the difference here is, and the fork in the road that we as parents have is how many dominoes do we allow to fall before we remove one and say, no, we're going to put a stop to this. Because I had the privilege of removing that second block of saying, my kids are picky. That's domino number one. I'm not going to let the whole domino train fall because my kids are picky. And yes, while I don't like to label children as picky and I don't call my children picky in their presence, I know that that's the layman term that we're all familiar with of what that means. And that's what I heard each and every one of, or I should not say each and every one of you, but each and every mom that I talk to often refer to their kids as. But in my home, I had the opportunity to remove that second block. So if you're lining up dominoes or you're lining up those jingas and you think, okay, there's 30 different ways that this could go over my kid's childhood. And the first thing is, 
they were born premature and that trickled anxiety in how I feed them. And the next domino, domino is that they were underweight from day one. And we can see how these domino effects spiral our family's relationship with food so quickly. And that's at no fault of your own. That was just the way the cards were dealt. That was just the way the dominoes started to fall. But the quicker we can identify this is having an impact and this is making dominoes fall often quicker than I can stand against or knocking me down more than I had the strength to stand up against. And the quicker that we can step aside and pause for a minute and say, no, I'm going to stop this trend. I'm going to pause this domino train so that I can see, even with that start, how do we stop the next 10, 20, 25, 29 tiles from falling in a certain direction because of one negative impact or influence that started it? And so hopefully you're tracking with this analogy and this visual with me, because as I read through new client paperwork and as I see this, I see this problem again and again and again. Kids are picky, not all kids. I delight in these kids that I see very adventurous from the get-go, knowing that that's just not one of their parents' hurdles. That doesn't mean that those parents aren't jumping over hurdles that some of us are not. So while I know my kids are not as adventurous as I would have ideally wanted them to be, or that I would still choose for them to be, I do not have to let every domino fall because of it. I can stand strong in some areas and I can put safeguards and boundaries in other places that create just enough space that even when adverse outcomes or scenarios play out that are not how I would want them to be when it comes to feeding my family, I don't have to let it make everything about our relationship with food, everything about our mealtimes, everything about our family's feeding dynamic fall and fall down because of it. And so I want you to ask yourself, and maybe if you're highly visual like me and you're tracking with me just enough, go get your kids' Jenga blocks or go get some dominoes out and set them up. If nothing else, your kids will just think it's a fun playtime and it'll maybe buy you a few minutes to ponder about this and maybe even to pray about this and set these up and watch them fall. Remove one towards the start of it, in the middle of it, at the end of it, and see the impact that that has on how everything, how the start of one thing can impact everything thereafter. And ponder how that reflects and resonates with how your family has been approaching feeding. Because I'm, as I mentioned, whether you understandably had a lot of concerns and anxieties early on, because maybe you did have a premature low birth weight baby, or maybe like me, you have a picky eater who would prefer to eat snacks and eats like a bird at dinner. Some of these things happen. Some of these things are challenges. But we do not have to make this one problem, this surface level problem, be the spiral of every aspect in our family's feeding environment. We can remove a block. We can stand firm. We can do things that redirect the path that our family is going to follow or how much of the journey we want to journey on gets knocked down 
because of that initial catalyst. So I wanna encourage you to remove that tile, to find out where are you now, where you can step aside. You can pray and ponder and reflect on some of the things that have already happened that aren't ideal in your world, but how you can say, I don't have to let it keep going this way. I don't have to let the rest of the dominoes fall. I can be metaphorically that kid who steps out of line and says, no, I'm gonna stand for something different. I'm gonna handle this differently. I'm gonna get my strength or I'm gonna step out of line so that all the dominoes that fell before end here. Because I think in all areas of parenting, but specifically when we look at picky eating and just the spiral that can happen in families, so often I don't see families until it feels like almost the last domino has fallen or as sometimes we refer to it as the last shoe has dropped. And we can still work with that. But just in the situation as with my daughter, I would so much rather address it earlier on. If I can work with that mom as her daughter or son is introducing solids at six months or as they transition off formula or breast milk around 12 months and deal with some of those early anxieties and those dominoes that fell initially, but don't have to fall in the months and the years that come, we just save ourselves so much stress, so much relational strain with our child, with our spouse, with our friends, with our family. And we create so much freedom and opportunity on how do we want to live this out? Not because it's not true, the struggle that we faced or that we are in the midst of, but because we get to direct what happens from here. If you're listening to this today and you're thinking, I'm gonna go set up those dominoes, or I'm gonna line up all those Jenga tiles, and I'm gonna just watch them sequence and knock each other down, and the domino effect that happens, and you remove that tile, and you can do it symbolically for yourself, but you also know that it's a step you need to make to say no more. We don't have to let whatever that initial catalyst is in feeding your family be the detriment of everything that follows. Because whether it's something big or something small, something that you feel like you have the power to do something about or something that you feel completely powerless to change, we can pause there. We can stop the trajectory of that initial trigger and we can say, this doesn't have to go that way but I need you to reach out. I need you to find someone who can help you stand strong in the areas that maybe you need to or change the course of action so that you do see a different path following. So if you've never done that before and you feel like now is the time that you're ready to metaphorically and symbolically step out and remove that domino effect from continuing on and perpetuating the problem you know your family already faces, I want you to go to veggiesandvertue.com forward slash work with me I have a few more client spots for summer available, and I would love to be able to work with you. I would love to be able to walk through this process with you and identify what's going on in your family and to peel back some of those layers of what are those dominoes that have led you to wherever you are. Because whether you feel like you're at the third domino to fall or the 30th domino to fall, we can come up with a plan to change the future trajectory for feeding your family. But you have to be the person who steps in and steps out and says, we don't have to continue to go down this track. So reach out to me, veggiesandvertue.com forward slash work with me. Sign up for a free 30 minute strategy session. We can go over all the different dynamics of what you've been facing and come up with a plan for what do we need to focus on moving forward in order to change the trajectory. That plan is going to look different for people who have 
have found themselves on the 30th domino and it seems that everything has collapsed in front of them versus those that are still in the earlier days of feeding. But I have clients with kids at all different life stages and there is no one size fits all approach, but we have to identify what are the dominoes in your life that are falling, that you're fearful may fall and what can we do about it right here and now? And I wanna help you with that.